Dan Bongino. Ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. Where did that go? The Dan Bongino Show. It's time we take off the gloves, okay? Get ready to hear the truth about America. Right now we have a party that supports American values. And then there is a party that represents everything America isn't. On a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. All right, welcome to the Renegade Republican with Dan Bongino. Producer Joe, how are you today? Here we go, Dan. Man, we got a lot of news to get to today, folks. So uh, no messing around. Hey, by the way, I will be in for Mark Levin tonight. All right. So check your local listings or you can listen on the Mark Levin Show app. I'll be in from 6 to 9 Eastern. Good deal. If you're up by Joe on WCBM, it's on from, I think, 7 to 10. Yep. But uh, give to listen i got a great show planned for you tonight uh folks i mean this that i did fox and friends this morning i've got some just stunning quotes about this scam this fraud mm. this lie this magic act this fairy tale russia investigation which is imploding in front of the left's eyes but they won't let it go i want to get to that i want to get to this economic story too i've had unfortunately with all the news i've had a you know get put them on the back burner, but there's an important story about interest rates. This is a big deal. It it applies directly to you, and it's kind of a little bit of bad news, but you need to know about it. All right, today's show brought to you by our friends at Freedom Project Academy, big fans of these guys. You know I love Freedom Project Academy. Hey, you have some problems with your kid's school not lining up with your family values. You know, I did at one point. Thankfully, St. Joe's, where my daughter goes now, is a pretty good uh, pretty good option. But I've had real problems with terrible schools, terrible values, Common Core. I'm asking you to consider our friends at Freedom Project Academy. I got a Facebook message about this the other day. Someone asking me, hey, what's that school you always talk about? Freedom Project Academy. They're a fully accredited Judeo-Christian live online school for kindergarten all the way through high school. This is important. No common core and thankfully government free. Freedom Project Academy provides live teacher instruction, live teacher instruction, 24-7 online access to recordings, assignments, grades, and even tutoring. What else could you ask for? Take a look at Freedom Project Academy online and go request your free information packet. No commitment necessary. Go to fpeusa.org. That's fpeusa.org. Check out Freedom Project Academy today. Tell them Dan Bongino, that's me. We <laughs> sent you. Okay. A um, couple of things I wanted to get to with this. So the Trump story is now blowing up in the left's face, and they have no idea what to do. Now that the special prosecutor has been named, they... They, they're, the talking point is gone because their talking point, Joe, before was we need to name a special prosecutor to keep the air over the Trump administration that they were hiding something. Right now that a special excuse me, special counsel, like it was, there is a difference. I, I gosh, I had to correct myself like five, six times yesterday. Now that a special counsel has been named Bob Mueller, the former director of the FBI, they don't know what to do. So. Now, all of a sudden, you're starting to see in some center-right, mainstream outlets, even some left-leaning outlets, Joe, you're starting to see a little bit of buyer's remorse on this thing. Mm. I want to read you a couple of quotes here. This is from, uh, what is it, International Business Search? What is it? IBD. International Business uh what does it stand for? I be Oh, Investor Business Daily. I'm sorry. I had a uh, brain mouth on there. Investor's Business Daily. Here's a quote. Apart from numerous entirely anonymously sourced news reports in the mainstream media, the evidence of any kind of misconducts against Trump is shockingly thin. (laughs) Folks, what did I tell you yesterday? And I knew I was right. Where is the crime? Nobody has been able to point to a single instance yet of Trump. I'm talking about Trump 
and Trump's direct people, people who Trump would coordinate with. No one has no one has alleged the crime. None. The obstruction of justice allegations are ridiculous. Now, so gosh, I don't even know where to start with all the quotes. All right, I'll get to the Comey quote. I got to take a note on that Comey quote because I don't want to forget. Just to show you how ridiculous even the obstruction of justice charges are that he somehow pressured Jim Comey, according to Jim Comey's memo, to make the uh, you know to make the Flynn investigation go away. Now, the, even Comey, this Comey's own testimony, but I'll get to that in a second. Here's another exchange you need to hear about, which should further make you say to yourself, what the heck is going on? Wolf Blitzer on, uh, from CNN is interviewing Democratic Senator from California, Democratic Senator from California, Diane Feinstein. Mm-hmm. Here's what he says. The last time we spoke, Senator, I asked you if you had if you had actually seen evidence of collusion between the Trump campaign and the Russians. And you said to me, and I'm quoting you now, you said not at this time. Has anything changed since we spoke last? Senator Feinstein's response. Uh, well, no, no, it hasn't. <laughs> wait, 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 this is even better. But I, this is Blitzer. But I just want to be precise, Senator. In all of the, you've had access to the Intelligence Committee, the Judiciary Committee, all of the access you've had to this very sensitive information. So far, you've not seen any evidence of collusion. Is that right? Like Blitzer's like hoping for the answer to be yes, Joe. <laughs> yeah. What's the response from Feinstein? Again, Democratic Senator from California. Keep in mind, she's had access to all of this stuff. All right. Well, evidence that would establish that there's collusion. There are all kinds of rumors around. There are newspaper stories, but that's not really evidence. <laughs> that's a Democratic Senator. Folks, how many of you are going to continue to get suckered by this? Here's Reuters yesterday. This just goes to show you how desperate the media is to create a story. This scam, as I said on Fox and Friends this morning, out of thin air. There is no story. Reuters reports yesterday that the Donald Trump campaign had contact with Russian officials and others in at least 18 calls and emails during the last 17, uh, last seven months of the 2016 presidential race. Okay. Well, so did the Clintons. What's they talked to foreign officials while running for president? This is a breaking news story. But here's the kicker: down in paragraph six of the same Reuters story, again, Joe, desperate to create a controversy. <laughs> the people who described the contacts to the the contacts to Reuters, the Russia contacts, mm-hmm. said they had seen no evidence of wrongdoing or collusion between the campaign and Russia in the communications reviewed so far. Oh, wow. Folks, I I mean, are you I know you're I'm not talking to my audience specifically. You're pretty intelligent. But to your liberal friends who may be listening to this, you may have turned to one or turned them on to it or to a liberal who just made a mistake and thought this was the renegade Democrat podcast. Are you that much of a sucker? No, I'm serious. Like, are you that dumb that you you are so desperate to believe something in the chupacabra? You're so desperate to believe it that you see a dog at night walking a little funny. You're like, there it is, the chupacabra. Let me tell you a quick story when I was a kid, right? I grew up in Glendale, Queens, right? And there was this statue called, did I tell you Dancing Mary before? No, I don't think so. There was this statue in a cemetery down in, I think it was Maspeth or Middle Village. And at night, the rumor was it was a it was a it was in a cemetery and on the top was this it was like a statue of Mary the you know the, the you know Christian Mary the mother of Jesus Christ mm-hmm. 
And the rumor was that if you went late at night at a specific time when it was dark, if you stared at the statue long enough, that the statue would actually dance and move. Joe, Joe, people believe this. I mean, I mean, like grown adults. So one night I'm like, all right, I'm just going to go over with the with the crew. I mean, I used to hang with this crew and I'm just going to go check out Dancing Mary. So I go over there and I'm staring and I'm staring and I'm like, I worked in a cemetery. So there was really nothing frightening about cemeteries to me. I mean, I do work there every day. I was like, okay, it's a dark cemetery. I got news for you. Everybody's dead. Yeah. The safest place in the world to be, folks, is a cemetery. Everybody's dead. <laughs> they're all dead. That's why they're there. The value added for a cemetery is a place to store the dead people who can't hurt you because they're dead. So I'm staring at this thing. Everybody's all scared. It's a cemetery at night. They're looking. I can see. I'm like laughing my ass off here. Can I say that? Yeah. I think so. I, I'm sorry. If there are any kids listening, don't say that word. But I'm, I'm really, I'm laughing inside, but I don't want to make everybody else feel bad. So I'm just watching this whole thing. And all of a sudden, this guy we're with goes, look, it moved. It, it danced. Everybody <laughs> went, Joe, I'm not kidding. Everybody went, ah! And they all started running. I'm like, this is the funniest thing. I'm watching them run. Now, I got to run too because they're, they're in the car. Like if they get in the car, I'm going to be left there. Middle Village in Glendale weren't there. I didn't want to walk home. Yeah. And I'm like, now I'm running, but I'm running just to get a ride home while they're running because they all. Now, what's the point of this story? Not to tell you about my life in Glendale or Middle Village growing up, but to show you how silly groupthink works. Mm-hmm. When you want to believe something so badly, and I know they wanted to believe that this Dancing Mary story was true, despite the pure, utter stupidity of the idea that a concrete statue was going to dance for you if you stared at it. These were, they, these were 18, 19. These were not dumb, you know, you know uh, I don't want to say dumb kids, but well, they kind of <laughs> were believing that. But these weren't like four-year-olds. They, folks, they believed it. I'm telling you, when they went back to Central Park, where we used to hang out in Queens, not in, uh, not in Manhattan, everybody swore the statue would move. Do you understand, if you're a liberal right now, that this is what's happening to you? <laughs> and I feel bad for you in a way. I really do. Because, you know, I've stood up. I'm not trying to pat myself on the back. I mean, I know the it's my show and I can kind of say what I want. But one thing I don't do on the show is I try not to get in, in any way braggadocious. I really hate that amongst talk radio people. Everybody believes like they're the most powerful force in the universe. You're not. You're a small piece of a huge pie. But I've stood up before in the past when people on our side have humiliated our movement with really dumb stories. Listen, I'm sorry if you listen to the show and you believe Barack Obama was not born in the United States. I'm I'm. I'm, listen, I'm not going to argue with you, okay? You, you, I know conclusively, having been in that bubble, that that's not true, okay? I'm not going to go into the evidence because it would be inappropriate to divulge private conversation. I'm telling you it's not true. I'm not telling you you're stupid for believing. Otherwise, I'm just telling you you're probably being suckered by people trying to take advantage of you. Now, I know that may alienate some listeners, just like when we did the show, Joe, about Seven World Trade Center, how it was not taken down by insiders. I to, listen, yeah. I appreciate you listening. I'm not trying to alienate my, my alienate my audience, but I'm not going to lie to you and tell you I believe something different than I actually believe in an effort to that's just disingenuous to hold on. I'd rather, you know, lose an audience and be honest and you know you can get the honest truth here than keep an audience and be a total fraud. But I'm telling you Barack Obama was born in the United States and when I gave a speech once at the Heritage Foundation, which by the way you can check out on YouTube yourself. Just Google Dan Bongino, Heritage Foundation. It comes right up. It was about my first book. 
A lady got up and insisted to me that as a Secret Service agent, I should have arrested Obama because he was a fraud and had not, in fact, been born in the United States. <laughs> well, the convenient thing to do in a conservative group would have been, you know, I should have considered that. You were absolutely right. <laughs> I had to confront the lady. I was very nice about it. But I said, ma'am, I'm sorry, but what you're saying is factually incorrect and not true. I say this to establish my bona fides here with you folks and maybe to the liberals who are listening to just rescue you from the abyss of stupidity you're lost in. I am begging you to see the truth on this. You are being scammed. You got a problem with Trump and his tax cuts plan? Fine. We disagree politically. Perfectly respectable in the United States. Don't worry. We're not liberals. We won't beat you up for disagreeing on taxes. Now, we can't say the same for you. We have to carry armed guards with us, when we, but we will not beat you up for that, okay? You have a disagreement on Obamacare? You love it? We hate it? Fine. Conservatives will not beat you up. Now, again, you will beat us up. We will not return the favor. Don't worry. But you are being dragged into an abyss of hopeless stupidity with this Trump-Russia collusion story that I absolutely promise you is going to make you look like a bunch of colossal morons when this is over. I promise you, your credibility is going to be lost and history is going to judge you for the fools you are for believing this. I'm going to leave it at that, okay? Now, getting to this quick Comey code. Comey quote. That gee, how much wood could a woodchuck chuck, right? (laughs) Comey quote, Jim Comey. Now, all of you alleging that this Comey memo saying that Trump hoped that the investigation would go away, which I addressed yesterday, that's not a crime, folks. If you don't offer a quid pro quo or try to intimidate the guy, that's not a crime. I hope a lot of things go away. You know, but I hope Nancy Pelosi goes away politically. What is that? What is that with the liberal? Oh my God, that's a death threat. No, what are you talking about? I mean, I'm a, I was a Secret Service agent. I hope I wish her a long life. I mean that. But I hope she goes away politically. She's terrible. Does, I mean, Joe, seriously, by their logic, is that should I be arrested for, you know, uh, trying to intimidate a public official? You know, I ran against John Delaney. You remember that race, right? Sure do. John Delaney, I ran against him for Congress. We almost won. We lost by one point. I hoped he won away. That's why I ran. John Delaney's a very nice guy. I disagree with him politically. I'm still relatively friendly with him. I hope he would. Does that make me a criminal? Jim, the the evidence for obstruction of justice is not just thin. It's non-existent. Now, here's further, because this is what we do on this show. We provide facts, not stupidity. Go somewhere else for that, especially liberal talk shows. Jim Comey on May 3rd testifying in front of Congress under oath, by the way. They asked him about political intimidation on criminal cases. In other words, have you ever been intimidated into stopping a political case? Here's a quote from Jim Comey for the liberals out there. I'm talking about a situation where we were told to stop something for a political reason. That would be a really big deal. It's not happened in my experience. Folks, what I don't understand, like, what else do you need to hear? What do you need to hear to get out of your head that you are chasing a fairy tale? He just said under oath. Matter of fact, they're playing it right now on on, uh, Fox. Mm. As we speak, I'm not making this up right now. It's timestamp this 1018 a.m. They're playing the clip of Jim Comey saying he's never been politically intimidated into stopping an investigation, that it would be a big deal. So if Comey thought it was obstruction of justice that Trump hoped the investigation to Flynn went away, one, why didn't he report it? And two, why did he say it wasn't? Uh, you know, Joe, I'm, 
I get really tired of us being logical and having to argue logic with a bunch of wacko liberals who have no interest in anything other than pure, unadulterated stupidity. It's really upsetting. All right, I want to get into something Mark Levin brought up yesterday, not just because I'm filling in for him tonight, but because it's really important. And Levin's onto something that I think a lot of people are missing in the story. Uh, before I get to that, hey, have you ordered your emergency food supply yet? You know, lately, I don't, there's like a bump in maybe because it's the summer and people are afraid of hurricanes, but I've been getting a lot of great feedback on our friends at My Patriot Supply. They will sell you a one-month emergency supply of food. Folks, I'm telling you as a friend because I love my audience, it is literally insane to not have an emergency supply of food. With all the things that could go wrong, My Patriot Supply will get you an emergency one-month supply of food, 140 series for just 99 bucks. That is the cheapest life insurance you are ever going to get. Go buy the stuff comes in a super slim Mylar case, stick it in your closet. My Patriot Supply and Dan Bongino and everyone else hope you'll never, ever, ever use it. It's good for 25 years. All you need is water to prepare it, right? We hope in 25 years, you throw it in a can. But God forbid you need it. And I mean that. You never know what could happen. We've had Hurricane Katrina type episodes. Go get yourself a one month supply of emergency, uh, a one month supply of emergency food. My Patriot Supply. Go to, here's the website. Preparewithcr.com. That's preparewithcr.com. Go today, just 99 bucks. Check it out. Okay. So Levin brought something up yesterday uh, about the real scandal here, Joe, which he's absolutely correct on, mm -hmm. or maybe it was the day before, is the deep state leaks that are flowing out to the media that are undermining the Trump administration every day. Now, Man. I did it. I mean, this is a big deal. Yeah. Now, I did a Facebook Live about, I don't know, six months ago. How I'm very uncomfortable using the word coup. I mean, you can, it's on, it's still making its way around Facebook. So it has quite a few views. And I was talking about the Clinton campaign, how what this is before, obviously, we knew Trump would be president. It was still during the presidential campaign. But I said, the problem with the Clintons, from my experience with them, even in the Secret Service, is the Clintons are really smart. The Clintons see the government as their government. And what they do is they embed people in positions of power. Uh, Loretta Lynch. And you may say, oh, they were appointed by Obama, but these are all Clinton people. Uh, Loretta Lynch was appointed under Bill Clinton. Loretta Lynch, the former attorney general, but was appointed the assistant to the United States attorney for the Eastern District of New York, was appointed during the Clinton years. Mm -hmm. The Clintons are smart. They embed their people deep in government. And these people are loyal to Clintons. They are not loyal to you and they are not loyal to the republic. But I said at the time, because I don't like hyperbolic language, because it frankly destroys your credibility. There was word out there of a coup going on from this inside CIA guy who said that the people at the CIA were terrified. I said, listen, I'm not really comfortable with the language coup. That's a very, very loaded and, and emotional and dangerous term if used inappropriately. But folks, I've got to tell you, I'm starting to really change my mind about that. Do you understand what's going on right now? We, we have deep state operatives. And when I say deep state operatives, I want to be very clear about what I'm talking about. So we're not talking about like James Bond type stuff. I'm talking about embedded bureaucratic appointees and career service government officials who have no loyalty to the people and the people's government, the people's chosen government, which is the Trump administration, and have only have loyalty to an ideology. I want to be crystal clear on this, folks. This is what made me leave the Secret Service in some respects. And what made me speak out later on, because people in the Secret Service do this too. Management in the Secret Service thinks they own the Secret Service because they work there. Mm. Folks, I've got news for you. They don't own the Secret Service, just like the FBI director doesn't own the FBI. The FBI and the Secret Service belong to you. 
That's a fact. You pay them. They work for you. You vote people into office, which choose the director of the Secret Service and the FBI. They are both politically and financially accountable to you. You own it. It's not their agency. It's not a private security force. Now, there are obviously discretionary decisions made by managers of these two outfits. But those discretionary decisions are supposed to always, capital A-L-W-A-Y-S-S-E-T. Sorry, I'm doing a Joe Biden. Always should be made in the interest of the American people. Should not be made in the interests of either a political party or, in the case of the Clintons, the advancement of the Clintons. Because, the remember, the advancement of the Clintons show was not always even in the interest of the Democrat Party. Right. The Uranium One deal, all those side deals that they cut, the Clinton Foundation, hurt the Democrat Party because they lost the election. And that, I believe that was one of the reasons for it, was all the, the side deals that the Clintons had. Folks, this is really dangerous what's going on right now. These people, these embeds, these Democratic appointees, these ideologues are making decisions that are advancing at political ideology, not advancing the interests of the United States. And I'm starting to worry because there's real talk right now amongst really credible people of an internal coup going on to make sure Trump's eliminated from office no matter what. Now, you think I'm crazy? You think I'm making this up? Again, I never say anything I can't back up. There are serious people right now, Joe. I'm not talking about the clown show, and God knows there are tons of that. There's tons of that on the left side of the aisle. Mm -hmm. The clown show is deep and dark. There are credible people on the left right now discussing the possibility of the 25th Amendment, Section 4, to get Trump out of office. Now, you may say, what the heck is that? Is that impeachment? No, 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 it's not impeachment. They're afraid of an impeachment route. You know why? Mm. They're afraid of impeachment because impeachment is, for those of you who aren't familiar with the process, you need a majority vote in the House to impeach. Now, again, for those of you who haven't walked through the mechanics of this, because you're impeached does not mean you leave office. Right. And impeachment is almost like a criminal indictment. Just because you're indicted doesn't mean you're convicted. So you need a majority of the House of Representatives to impeach. But when you impeach, you have to go to trial in the Senate. Remember, Bill Clinton was impeached. He didn't leave office. The trial in the Senate requires two-thirds in the Senate to convict. It's presided over by the, uh, by the uh, Chief Justice of the Supreme Court. Bill Clinton won that trial in the Senate after he was impeached, therefore stayed in office. So impeachment is tough for the Democrats. Now, why is that, Joe? Hmm. Impeachment's tough for the Democrats because if it's, the, in effect, a high crimes and misdemeanors trial, this is where it goes back to the beginning of the show. They don't have anything. Folks, they don't have anything. Go back and rewind the show and listen to Democratic Senator Feinstein from California explain how they don't have anything to Wolf Blitzer. There's nothing. They're making this up. You're being led down a path to no the bridge to nowhere in what was that in Alaska? You're 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 walking off a cliff like a lemming. There's nothing there. So the Democrats are afraid of impeachment because they're afraid they'll lose. So now there's talk of the 25th Amendment, Section 4, which could remove the president, in this case Trump, obviously, from office based on some kind of unfitness to duty. Now, the 25th Amendment, Joe, was not designed to be a de facto impeachment. The 25th Amendment was designed because was was put into effect, Section 4, because of J James Garfield, who happened to be in a coma. 
and the unfitness, meaning that the president was either physically or mentally incapable of leaving office, but hadn't committed any crime. So God forbid the president had a massive stroke, Joe, that everybody knew about. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm, I just want to be clear. I do mean this. God forbid. I would never wish ill on anyone. Pelosi, Trump, anybody. Gosh, that's that's ridiculous. But you're not going to impeach him. So what happens with the 25th Amendment is if the, if the vice president, in conjunction with the majority of the president's cabinet, Uh, deems the president unfit to continue his duties, then the vice president takes the helm. Does that make sense? So the vice president, so let's say, God forbid, this is what it was designed for. Trump had some kind of a stroke and, and never woke up. He was in a coma. Well, the country would be without a president for, you know, three and a half years. That's not going to happen. So the vice president can say, yes, the president is unfit. If the majority of the cabinet agrees, the vice president assumes the role of the president. Now, if the president challenges that, let's say the president wakes up, Joe, from the coma, right? This mm-hmm. is, folks, this is how our government works. Checks and balances, a very intricate process. The president can challenge that. Now, let's say he gets up from a coma and he's not mentally fit, Joe, but someone puts in his ear, they usurp power. You got to fight this. But he really is not, he, he has no capacity to think straight anymore. Okay. He can challenge it. In that case, there's a fight, Joe. There's a fight between the president and the vice president because the vice president may say, no, 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 Donald, you have to take it easy. You can't. Now, if that happens, it goes to the House and the Senate where two thirds of both houses have to rule on it. Now, these they are. Remember what I what I always tell you with the with the uh, the deep state leakers that are loyal to a political party and not the country. And and what I've always told you about the liberals is the liberals will always resort to the most non-democratic way to enact their agenda and take back control of power. It's amazing to me that they are going to try to co-opt. They th- see now they know they'll lose an impeachment because they know they can't get uh, two thirds of the Senate to vote. They're, they're not. There's no crime, Joe, mm. at least now as nothing we've seen. Right. So instead of saying to themselves, "Okay, well, you know what? Impeachment. There's no crimes. Let's move on. This is a constitutional republic, a representative democracy. The people voted. They chose Trump and we lost. What do they do, Joe? They go down. They look for an oh, oh, we only need half the cabinet rather than 60 plus senators to vote on it. Let's start influencing some of the cabinet members right now behind the scenes and maybe we can get the vice president. This is what liberals do. They will always resort to the most non-democratic means to take control of power when that means presents itself. Now, how does this relate to the deep state stuff and this this idea of a soft coup going on? They couldn't get rid of the president at the election booth. They're probably not going to get rid of him via impeachment. And so now they're looking at the 25th Amendment to just, frankly, Joe, remove him, take him out of the office, which is outrageous. What other non-democratic ways are they looking to get these people out of office? Well, here's another couple. They've resorted to both the bureaucracy and the media. The media is completely non-democratic. These people are total frauds. They have no integrity at all. All they care about is hurting Trump. So these deep state leaks, all of these leaks pouring out about Trump from people who have access to classified and sensitive information, the most sensitive of information, Joe, these people who have access to that are violating their oath to the country. They're damaging national security. They're going right to the media, knowing they're eager to take down Trump and leaking some of the deepest, darkest secrets we have in an effort to get this guy out of here. Again, non-democratic institutions. Notice they're not and again, I'm not trying to pat myself on the back, folks, but I want to I want to just prove to you I have the bona fides in this. They're not they don't have the balls to do what I did. Resign. Mm-hmm. Joe knew me when I resigned. I resigned. I did not 
I did not retire from the Secret Service. I gave up. People thought I was absolutely out of my mind. I can't even tell you what some of the emails said. Like, are you mm, crazy? People thought I was not. I gave up my pension. I gave up my salary. I gave up everything. My, a lifetime of health care paid for by the taxpayer. I gave it all up and walked away because I believed in something. These people have no balls. They don't believe in anything. All they do is call up the Washington Post by information that they've seen. And Levin brings up a great point. How do they know about these contacts between Russia? These 18 contacts in the Trump administration, which, by the way, they say, in the, which I read to you in Reuters, if you want to rewind the Reuters story, these 18 unreported contacts. There's no evidence of wrongdoing. How do they know that? You may say, well, Dan, are you arguing there was wrongdoing? No, no, I'm arguing to you. How do they know what was said at all? Right. Huh. Unmasking, maybe? Spying on the Trump administration again? And nobody sees anything wrong with this? So let's just walk through this. Deep state operatives spying on the Trump administration, calling the press, alleging criminal activity when there is none, or in fact, reporting none at all, but reporting it as if it's scandalous. But you don't see any of the same coverage for the Clintons, Joe. Do you notice nobody's reporting about the Clintons' contacts Mm. with the Russian campaign, even though John Podesta, her campaign, Consigliere's brother, was a lobbyist for the Russians? on deals that could have hurt the U- U.S. interests. You notice nobody's reporting on that. Mm-hmm. Folks, now tell me again how there's not some kind of a soft coup going on. All right. Hey, I would. I said I would. I just want to hit this quick. There was a, a story I read yesterday on a, on a bit of a lighter yet darker note. Lighter because it's about economics. Darker because it's not the greatest story in the world. But I do think you need to worry about it a little bit. There was a story yesterday about these economic headwinds by Phil Graham in the Wall Street Journal. And and the, the whole idea behind it is we are in such a catastrophic debt situation right now with the government that if we don't grow at really, really high rates, we're not going to be able to grow at a rate high enough to escape the escape velocity and get out of the atmosphere. You get what I'm saying, right. Joe? Yeah. That, the, you know, the gravity's pulling us down in order for a, you know, an engine to... uh or a rocket to propel a spaceship out of the atmosphere, it has to have enough power to get that escape velocity. Graham's piece, they're worried that the economy may grow under Trump, but unless he leaves the piece by saying, unless he enacts an ambitious agenda, Joe, and I mean ambitious, big tax cuts, big Obamacare reform, big budget cuts, cuts in government spending, big regulatory reform, that we may not grow enough to escape the higher interest rates that are coming. And this is where I war- I did a show on this a couple months ago, and I got a few complaints because people had said to me, do you remember this, Joe? We talked about the U.S. bond portfolio, how the Federal Reserve bought a lot of these bonds, mm-hmm. and they had yeah. two options. They can hold the bonds and let the value of the bonds crash as interest rates go up, or they can sell the bonds into the market and effectively kind of crash the bond market in and of themselves. Mm-hmm. And the guy said, well, you didn't leave us any options because there are none. The only option is that the United States economy grows fast enough that it can escape this. Now, what do I mean by this? Folks, the competition for money heats up and interest rates go up in a competitive economy. So right now we're starting to see some green shoots here, stock market going up. We're starting to see some really significant signs of a recovering economy. If we get into a bull market, there is going to be heavy competition for money for obvious reasons. Let's say Joe's T-shirt company sales start to really pick up, Joe. People's jobs are getting raises. They're buying more T-shirts. Oh, yeah. Now you need more money for a factory expansion. You have to compete with Bobby's T-shirt company, too, though, who wants to expand right next door. And you have to compete for what? For money, for capital. So in the competition for money, 
lenders of money, Joe, are going to try to get the highest return on that money possible. So if they only have you asking for it, they're kind of limited. If you're willing to pay 5%, the lender's limited to 5%. Mm-hmm. But if Bobby's T-shirt company says, you know what? I need that money. I need to build a factory too. I'll give the lender 6%. The lender's going to say, oh, hell yeah, I'll take 6%. Now you bring another competitor in in a super hot T-shirt economy. He says, I'll pay 10%. All of a sudden, you see how interest rates throughout an economy go up, Joe? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. A hot economy creates. I'm gonna, this is the talk. This is. I hate, the, I hate the word talking point, but even I use it sometimes. This is the takeaway from this. A hot economy. A hot, a, 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 a hot economy. Tongue twisters everywhere today. <laughs> is going to create a bump in interest rates. That bump in interest rates is going to affect the U.S. debt load too, because we owe a lot of money, and as interest rates go up, the interest on that money goes up too. Joe, when you owe $18 trillion, when interest rates go up a point, I got news for you. You owe a whole lot more money than you owed last year when interest rates were one point less. Because one percentage point of $18 trillion is mm. a whole lot of money. You're talking billions of dollars per point. So the fear here is that we've borrowed so much that once the, the, we, the Fed, by the way, the Fed printed money to buy a lot of her own bonds. They're holding a lot of these bonds. These bonds are going to be almost worthless if interest rates go up because as interest rates go up, prices go down for bonds. So what do we do? Folks, let me give you an out because I don't want to leave you on a pessimistic note on a Friday. I think there is an out. I think the out is if the Republican members of Congress can get their heads out of their collective arses, right, Mm -hmm. and say to themselves, forget this Trump-Russia nonsense. We're not going to play patty cake with the Democrats anymore. Produce the evidence or we're moving on. There's a special prosecutor. We're done with this. We're not going to say another word about it. If we can get the John McCains to keep their, their, their mouths closed for a little while and actually support a Republican agenda instead of the Democrat agenda, and some people in Congress, too, have their own interests in mind. We can get a big tax cut. We can do it. We don't need, we only need 51. Now it'll be 10 years. We're not going to get it permanent, but we can get it for 10 years. If we can get rid of Obamacare, if we can get rid of a lot of this red tape, they've been doing a lot of Congressional Review Act stuff, but there's a lot more to go. McCain already blocked the methane, the Obama methane rule. We were getting ready to get rid of that. McCain and Graham and Susan Collins blocked it. If we can get rid of all of these regulations, the pernicious ones, I think we can grow at a rate, five, six, maybe, I mean, seven, we haven't been at seven in, in decades. But Reagan years, we got up to 6%. That even when interest rates go up because of the competition for money and the fact that the U.S. bond portfolio is going to collapse, we may grow at such a rate that we can get out of that escape velocity. And remember what I always tell you, when the United States economy grows faster than inflation and grows faster than a lot of these you know, Fed-induced interest rates, we're making money. Remember, if you have stocks and you're only making, say, 2 3%, inflation's 4% with stocks, you're actually losing a fl- uh, some of your money each year. But if we can escape that escape velocity and grow at a more significant rate than inflation and the, the Fed-induced uh, rates, then we're in really good shape and people start to see returns. It'll start to make sense to invest again. All right, folks, thanks again for another great week of shows. I really appreciate it. I will see you all on Monday. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. Get more of Dan online anytime at conservativereview.com. You can also get Dan's podcasts on iTunes or SoundCloud. And follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino.